Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. All right, good morning, everybody. Cold. Oh, yeah. Colder than a witch's bleep. You know, there you go. Sure. Sure. Colder than a well mine. What do they call it? Well Well digger's ass. Yeah. On the shady side of an iceberg. It's cold out there. Oh, all right. So here we go. We're warmed up. We're ready to roll. Hot coffee. Hot topics. Got a text waiting for me. I love this one. I know how much Evans likes texts waiting for him. Well, here you go. It was obvious the refs had an agenda to push KC through to the Super Bowl. You do not make that call on a Mahomes flop to decide the game. That was just one of many very bad calls against Cincinnati. All right, Mark, we'll start right there because there was a lot of that last night going around that the fix was in. The fix was in. Yeah, that that boo-hoo. I mean, the guy's three yards out of bounds. Stop it. That 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 should be called. That is a 100% should be called. You should never make that play. And I get, I understand it. I mean, I get to the point where you're hustling, you're running, you're trying. I, I understand that. But, you <clears throat> you know, you can't make that play. So, I, I didn't see blatant, lopsided, oh, they just want Kansas City to go. No, there's legitimate calls within that game. That's the way they called it. So be it. How about some of the other stuff, though? You had the play that was run, and then afterwards, sorry, we meant to blow it dead, but mm-hmm. we didn't, so the play doesn't count. We're going to run it again. Now, they ended up getting sacked on the next play. Sure. So nothing nothing big came was, out of it, but still. They and then did show a, They did show a shot where the ref is coming in, blowing his whistle, waving his hands before they snapped the ball from the sideline, from way out. Because they didn't do the, the whatever the clock was wrong. But I'm telling you, that's the advantage of playing in Kansas City. It is an incredibly tough place to play in. You heard the crowd. The, I mean, the crowd noise was such that they just didn't. The players, nobody heard the whistle. The TV, it didn't pick it up. So, um, I am, again, that's uh, that one's a, a tough. That's too bad. That, that, that stuff happens. It doesn't. That stuff does not bother me. It does not. I don't feel like, oh, the fix is in and they wanted a all Andy Reid Super Bowl, you know, all Kelsey Brothers Super Bowl. I don't buy that for a second. All right. What about the rough, uh, the uh, intentional grounding call? I think they should call intentional grounding more often. Well, but that's my point. How right. many times did we see uh, Peyton when he was here? Sure. Brady, you know, they just disgustedly just, you know, throw the ball into right. the ground. Well, that, how is that any different? Yeah. Um, it probably isn't, and that's probably here's the point that that's probably how it should be called. And you throw it, you're in the pocket, you throw it down to the feet of your lineman. Uh, there was a running back, P. Ryan was out there, but he was about uh, you know four or five yards beyond the line of scrimmage, and that ball did not travel to the line of scrimmage. So now, again, that's the right call. Now it's not their fault. It's not that officiating crew's fault that they don't call it that way during the regular season or they haven't called it that way, you know, against superstar quarterbacks before uh, and that Burrow didn't get the benefit of the doubt. So you want to you want to complain about that one, that's fine. You had you had ample opportunity. You had at least two drives to win that game and you couldn't protect your quarterback. Yeah. You had two drives to go win that game and, and like, there was no – it was Chris Jones dominated you up front. So you had two opportunities to go win that thing. You didn't get it one. I, I don't want to hear the white. Like I don't want to hear the Cincinnati Bengals. 
you know, fan base whine about how the refs had it in for, you know, had it in for them and they wanted Kansas City there. I, I, I don't buy that. I'm mad at the Bengals. Jeez, you had to go run your mouth all week. Right. You had to run your mouth all week. All you had to do was just be quiet, lay in the weeds, set a trap, and maybe save America the nightmare of uh, Patrick Mahomes' Was his brother? Yeah, his brother and wife and Kelsey and Chiefs Kingdom. Mm-hmm. All of that. You had you could have just kept your mouth shut all week. You better send those refunds. Instead, it was refunds. It was Burrowhead. It was uh, the mayor. The stupid mayor coming out with his uh, a proclamation on Friday. And you had that one? Johnny, have you got that one yet? I know you're working on it. Not not the mayor one. Get that one for a little later. I want I want I want to hear that one. Jeez, all you had to do. Instead, you gave them so much. You you made it feel like Patrick Mahomes was an underdog at home. Right. Stupid, stupid Bengals. It is. It, it is it, ridiculous. And, you know, ultimately when the ball's kicked off, th- those players aren't thinking about that stuff. But it does. I mean, it does. It does help your preparation. That's where, what it really boils down to. It helps your preparation. And. You know, as soon as the game was over, I mean, Travis Kelsey couldn't wait to talk about the mayor. He couldn't wait to talk about that stuff. And, you know, and, and Burrowhead and all that garbage. So, yeah, I mean, that's just your own stupidity. That That is smelling your own fumes right there at Cincinnati. Meanwhile, oh, poor Kyle. Poor oh, 49ers. They, they, they played their fourth well, if you actually want to count Christian McCaffrey, they played their fifth quarterback of the season. They played their third, fourth, and fifth quarterbacks of the season during the NFC Championship game. Can you imagine? Now, get this. This is incredible to me. And somebody pointed this out to me on Twitter. And I was like, man, they pointed out. Remember the game I called the Broncos versus New Orleans? And it was the it was the COVID game where yep. everybody got benched for COVID and they ended up starting uh, Kendall Hinton. Well, Kendall well, Hinton Phillip, actually. Actually, that's a great trivia question. Yeah, it was it was Philip Lindsay. It was Philip Lindsay, and uh, who was the other running back? That I think it was, it was a different running back that got the that got the snap originally. Um, maybe. Oh gosh, who was the who was the guy from Oregon that we used to have? Oh, uh, 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 Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman. I think Royce Freeman actually took the first snap. Okay, in shotgun. Anyhow, um, that's what it felt like. Like, we don't have a quarterback. We don't have an answer. We don't have, like, there's just, like, there is no way you're going to compete in that game with, with zero quarterback. Um, and so, yeah, that one was a that one was a tough one to have to stomach, man, to watch that one. That was a bad game. Oh, bad game. Bad, bad game. Then we got to hear the Eagles fans singing their song afterwards. Thanks, Terry Bradshaw. Right. For getting the sing-along going. Gosh. America. Thanks you for that one. Here's the crazy thing. I um I've just become a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Oh, I think I think by all the way, Colorado is an Eagles fan. Did you see the did you Go see Eagles. the Empire State Building light up green? That's 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 bad. It'd be like that's some, bad. What's the downtown building here to light up like Kansas City Red? Uh, like yeah, what the clock tower building or right. something like that? Can you imagine lighting it up Kansas City colors or no. Charger colors right. or Raider colors. somebody in your division? Are you who runs the Empire State Building? Yes, well, 
whoever it is, he or she will not be employed, my guess is, for long. So, quick thought. Uh, it opened as a even game, pick em game, and then uh-huh. quickly the Philly money came in. And uh, Philly's, I think, a point and a half favorite. Right yeah, now. I think the I think uh, I'll, I'll go Philly. Uh, I think they're right now. Now you got two weeks for Mahomes to get back, but I think Philly's a better team. Plus, for you, there's a lot riding on this. Oh, I've already won. Jalen Hurts, right? Khaki pants quarterback in the in the Super Bowl. It just it just that look. It's always been the theory. The theory has been you do not have to spend overdraft a quarterback high up in the first round. To find your quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Exhibit A. There you go. And uh, by the way, Patrick Mahomes was one in that category of quarterbacks where he you're not supposed to take him nineteen to twenty. Well, no, he went t- ten, but he that's where he was projected, and then Kansas City fell in love and jumped way up over everybody and got him a ten. But he was not supposed to be until the later first round. So, give us your thoughts on what you saw yesterday. AFC, NFC Championship. Look ahead to the Super Bowl. The Ramoslaw.com text line is open for you. 303-713-1043. Just want to say thanks, Jinxie Cat Evans, for that crappy finish to the game. KC in the Super Bowl. Sounds like eating a turd sandwich. I did pick the I did pick the Bengals. I did, too. I know. I, both my picks went awry. <laughs> awry. Up next, how desperate... Are the new Broncos owners looking? Can you just let the Jim Harbaugh obsession go? He's just not that into you. That's next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. I'll throw this out on the Ramoslaw.com text line. I'll be curious to see the words that come in. But, Mark, I'll I'll toss it out to you. The Broncos coaching search has become blank. Fill it in with a word, a phrase. Texters, feel free to do the same. The Broncos. This is a wreck. Well, Mrs. S., you hear the leader in the clubhouse. The Broncos coaching search has become blank. Hmm. Um. Yeah, it's it's a joke. I don't know about it. Thorough. Oh, okay. <laughs> how about that for spinning it to a positive? All right. How about putting them very thorough? Here, here. Put some lipstick on that pig. While you're thinking, let me bring. Okay, here is what happened over yeah, the weekend. Bring us up to speed. Let's bring you up to speed. So, uh, the Broncos ownership group did meet in person with Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh last week and Harbaugh once again told him I'm staying at Michigan Mm. then you had the report come out yesterday that the team informed Raheem Morris David Shaw Jim Caldwell and uh, Ejero Ivero Ejero Ivero Ejero Ivero that they're going in a different direction There had been talk about the Broncos expanding their pool of candidates, but our 9 News Bronco insider, Mike Kliss, tweeted out yesterday. He said, lots of talk about potential for Broncos to expand head coaching search. My read, that's not the case. Broncos appear focused on the current candidate group. There is a plan, a lot of crazy stuff out there. So if you're you're to take Mike at his word... 
then the only candidates left are Jim Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, and Sean Payton. So, I mean, if you, unless there's a mystery candidate. There had been talk about a mystery candidate. Okay, so if you if you just reading the tea, tea leaves, Jim Harbaugh, yeah, you keep making that booty call, but Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh keeps telling you no thanks, right? But you keep making the call. Um, so you've got that. And then you've got D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans, this is not one of those situations where, you know, we'll, he he chooses two teams and then lets them battle out who can pay him the most. He's going to choose one team and then they're going to negotiate a deal. That's that's how this works. You'd be foolish, in my opinion, to take this job on over Houston simply because of what you've got in Houston. Four first rounders in the next two drafts. You've got. I mean, they need a they need a win. You're from your your wife's family's from there. I mean, you're not saddled to a quarterback making two hundred forty million that a lot of people think is washed. Like there are so many more reasons to take the Texans over the Broncos. There's a ton. So if you really look at it, Jim Harbaugh doesn't want this job. D'Amico Ryan is going to take the Houston job. You're really either down to Sean Payton or mystery candidate. Let's talk about the mystery candidate. Okay. And we've brought this name up before. You've always had an answer for it. Mm-hmm. But let me bring it up again. And I got to thinking about it watching the, the 49ers yesterday. I'm, I'm watching Kyle. And I know that uh, Dad is involved. Yes, very much so. Dad is very involved. Mm-hmm. Why not reach out to Mike Shanahan? If, if, if there's any way to pull this thing out of the fire, to fall into a bucket of manure and come out smelling like a rose for this ownership group, it's the land Mike Shanahan. Why not? Oh, yeah. At least make the call. At least ask. Now, isn't does Shanahan do some, like, has he advised the Penners? Has he advised the group? Have they they reached out to him for advice, uh, for consultation? Yeah, and there is no more, I mean... It's a new ownership group. There's no more, like, Joe Ellis was adamant against, you know, not hiring Mike Shanahan back. I think Elway wanted to do that at one point. So, yeah, why not? Why not? I, I, and I know that Mike has told me, man, as long as Kyle's coaching, I don't want to coach. But, come on, it's the AFC. The odds of you guys, you know, meeting, it would have to be, you know, for anything, it'd have to be a Super Bowl where you met. The odds of those two things happening are you know, I mean, it, you get. I know you've had a lot of conversations with Mike and with Kyle. Sure, Mike has said that. Have you ever gotten a sense about, about what Kyle wants? Like, does Kyle want Mike to coach again? Like, hey man, hey dad, you got you still got a fastball. You got a lot left in the tank. Yeah, you should not be not coaching out of deference to me. Have you? Has that ever come up? No, but but Kyle, we joke all the time about his dad, and um, 
And it's so funny because, you know, Mike Shanahan's a lifer. That's what he does. He doesn't watch sitcoms. You know, he doesn't stream Yellowstone. <laughs> well, he's missing out on that. Right. He didn't stream Yellowstone or Karate Kid or what, like, like Cobra Kai. He No. You know what he does? He watches film. That's what he does. And... So that's it. Like, Kyle and I have joked around a bunch. Like, my dad loves this way more than I love it. <laughs> like, he, yeah, that's who Mike Shanahan is. So why not? If Mike would be willing to say, okay, you know what? I, I know I have said I don't want to coach, but it's the AFC. The odds of us meeting against each other are pretty, you know, I mean, it would have to be in a Super Bowl. It's the only place we're really going to coach against each other in a real meaningful game. At this point, rather than having Jim Harbaugh tell you no for the eighth time, like, geez, can they take a hint? Ask Mike. Make Mike say no. Right. Make Mike say no. Here's here's something on the text line. Well, do you, you on the text line. Well, I don't Ooh. get on here very often. No, but do you oh, think the good. orange tie that Sean Payton wore yesterday was a message? Okay. Let me just, let me just say this again because um, – we had this discussion about a week ago with the kind of orange shoes and the blue tie. And um, Victoria Trilling is in charge of wardrobe. She has no clue who Sean Payton is talking to or who he's not talking to. She just puts the outfit together. So there is no subliminal message being sent by Sean. He's not choosing the tie. He's not choosing any of that stuff she's choosing it all love this text guys there'll be no more need for the ed commercials on the fan if we get shanahan back bow chicka bow wow that's a good call i asked for words to describe the broncos coaching search Mm -hmm. clown show different (laughs) fun cluster bleep doo doo caca poo poo Uh. Discombobulated. Uh huh. Dog bleep. Embarrassing. Pathetic. Uninspiring. Laughing stock. Ridiculous. Pompous. Money can't buy everything, Greg. Humbling. Humbling is a good word for this. Trash. Lollygagging. Lollygagging. You know what that makes them? Lollygaggers. Morning Brew, coming up. Did Nikola Jokic lose the MVP on Saturday? That's next. It's time for your Morning Brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Saturday, it was billed as a couple of championship contenders couple of MB MVP favorites, maybe the two biggest favorites, Nikola Jokic against Joel Embiid. Advantage Sixers, advantage Embiid. Here's Embiid, shot clock down to five, wants to take Jokic. Step back three, hit it! 47 for Joel! Look, Nikola Jokic did not play bad. 24 points, eight rebounds, nine assists. But Embiid was next level. 47 points, 18 rebounds. Mark, did Nikola, did uh, Jokic lose the MVP 
on Saturday. You can't lose the MVP in January. There's a lot of season left to be played. And, you know, if you continue to average almost a triple-double or you get to a triple-double, there's no way um, there's no way you can, you know, there's no way you can not vote and vote for him. But I, I will tell you this. In the eyes of the voters, marquee matchup on Saturday, both teams playing their guys. And Embiid had drops 47 on you, and he's hitting three-pointers as well as, you know, doing the stuff he does toward the rim or at the rim. That it certainly it certainly doesn't help the Joker's case. No, but I'm going to use the great line that I use many times here that I, I took from Sandy Clough. You cannot manufacture desperation. This was, yeah, it was it was one that I'm sure Jokic was up for, but the Nuggets in the midst of a road trip, long season, all-star break is coming up. I'm, I'm sorry, you just can't summon up the kind of emotion for this game that I'm sure Embiid was feeling. Embiid was a runner-up to Jokic the last couple of years. He had this one circled yeah. at home. Statement game for him, statement game for his team. I just think it was going to be tough for Jokic to be able to match that. And so because of that, uh, I, I, I'm i with you. I don't think one game should be enough to uh, decide this thing. And by no. the way, they play again Monday, March 27th here. Uh, rematch. Again, uh, I'm sure Jokic will have circled. And then we can have our uh, MVP de- uh, debate again next on the Morning Brew. The Avalanche go into the All-Star break on a high note, beating St. Louis the other day, 4-2. to two. Jared Bednar, feeling good about his team going into the break. Liked it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I thought we had a great start to the game. First period was excellent. I thought the second for the first half of it was, was excellent as well. You knew there was going to be a push at some point from their team, and they get a couple power plays, and we get, you know, we get a kill mixed in there. But, like, I thought our second period, we had some really good looks at the net, too, and had some good extended zone time, especially early in the period. So I thought, you know, coming off a game where guys can be tense, we know it's a big four-point divisional game. Guys came out hard and played hard with good purpose. Avalanche go into the break. Even with their improved play of late, winning seven of eight, it's tough to climb up in the standings. Even with this string of really good hockey, the Avalanche still holding on to the eighth and final spot in the playoffs. It's all right. They'll continue to climb. The teams will continue to drop off. So it it just takes, you know, I mean, this whole point system thing is, uh, you know, I feel about that, all these points. Points, points, points. Bottom line, though, is they'll keep playing well and they'll and they'll continue to ascend. And well, it's just going to take time. It's not going to be one of those overnight things. So uh, I I don't have any issue with that. And matter of fact, after the games last night, you know, I turned on in honor of the Avalanche. James Bond. Yep. <laughs> Skyfall. Skyfall. I just needed to hear it a little bit. A little Bond. I'm going to miss Daniel Craig. I know. I he really grew on me. Yeah. I don't know who the next Bond is going to be. I've heard a lot of names thrown out there, but uh, like me some Daniel Craig. Next on the I morning hope, brew. I, you know, I hope, though, I hope the next Bond search is like, I hope Greg Penner heads the next Bond search. Because <laughs> that could be anybody. <laughs> could be anybody. Could be anyone. And we do know it'll go on for a long, right. long time. I'll throw my, I'll, I'll Jerry Rosberg his ass and throw my name in the hat. Next on the morning Give brew, Sean Payton yesterday on Fox giving us uh, an update on his status. I'm an analyst 
And you know what? They always say, be present right where you're at. And I like, all yeah, with us, I like hashtag all the way to the left next to you guys, and I really appreciate yeah. it. No, it's been a, a busy week, a great week. We've had a chance to visit with a lot of great owners, a, a lot of outstanding organizations. They're obviously looking for a reboot. I think with the way the coaching hiring process has changed this year, we're seeing it play out a little longer for these clubs, and I think there's more pressure on uh, everyone who's covering it, and and I think it's a good thing because they're allowing teams to get to the right candidates. Uh, I think. Coach, real quick, can I answer? I think in the next week we're going to know a lot more. Do you think we'll have a Sean Payton resolution, whatever he's going to be doing, by the end of this week? Well, I told you, if Dallas doesn't become available, which it doesn't look like Dallas is going to become available because they just fired their offensive coordinator, some other offensive coaches. So if that doesn't become available, I don't think it will. He's either coaching for the Broncos or he's going back to television. He's not going to coach in any. Do you think the Broncos are still in play? With Sean Payton? Yeah. Sure. The report yesterday said the the candidates that were informed that they're no longer part of the search, Morris, Raheem Morris, David Shaw, Jim Caldwell, and uh, Ejero Ivero. Didn't include Sean Payton. Correct. So, and, like, the... There's only there's only one organization of the ones that have jobs that would, in my opinion, appeal to Sean Payton, and that's the Broncos. Next on the Morning Brew, ah, oh, Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. Why'd you have to get Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey so mad? Woo! hit my ass! Woo! It's Mahomes' house! Why'd you have to do it? Why'd you have to those refunds? Why'd you have to run your mouth? Why did you have to put Patrick Mahomes, the boogeyman, into a position where he was an underdog? Man, it's just a, I know I'm know not. What? I know I'm not supposed to like that guy, but yeah, I can't stand the Chiefs, but I kind of like Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just say a gutsy performance. Oh yeah. And let me just let me just say, is that's a team that doesn't have a history of winning. Oh, Cincy. Oh, Cincy, right. Therefore, there's an immaturity involved in a team that, you know, act like you've been there before. When you start running your mouth and you start, you know, smelling your own fumes, those are the things that happen to you. Hey, this is a great. This should be a great wake up call. Grow up, be professionals. Like I always say, just because you play a pro sport doesn't make you professional. There's a lack of professionalism from their mayor all the way down to their own players calling a Burrowville, and those are the type of things that. Uh, nice try. <laughs> I thought. I, heard, I thought I had to. Come on, <laughs> come man. on, man. For those who not are not aware, Mark, on a never-ending, pathetic, I don't know what's more pathetic, the Broncos coaching search or him trying to get me an oh, really, where he says something that we all know isn't right, makes me correct him, so then he can then play his silly game of oh, really? <laughs> and since he went 0 oh, for 2022, he's on a mission, and it's become pathetic. I thought, I did think that that was, pre- that was pretty good. That it was, was subtle, good. too. It was subtle. It was subtle, but, dude, I'm on high alert right you now. You are. I'm at, like, DEFCON 1 right now. It's an unfair. You've got an unfair advantage. Jimmy, just look at that head. 
<laughs> just so much information. It's just in like there. a giant radar. Yeah, it is. Things got a whole little satellite orbit <laughs> just floating around. That will do it for the O'Reilly's. morning brew. Marillat Monday, James Marillat, no doubt, coming out looking for Michael Malone's head on a platter. Next. Forever today. King Supers. Fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Save more on natural and organic items. Just clip your digital coupons on our app and use them up to five times in one transaction with your card. King Supers. Fresh for everyone. As a Shane Company jewelry consultant, I get to work with couples looking for their dream engagement ring. Many feel overwhelmed. They just don't know where to start. And that's what I love about my job. I get to make this important experience fun and easy. We don't work on commission, so there's no pressure. When you visit, first, I'll want to know what are your ideas for your dream ring? What fits your lifestyle, your personality, your budget? Then we'll go from there. We'll look at ring settings and I'll show you options for the center stone. For example, if you choose a classic solitaire ring setting, I can show you how it'll look with different center stones, like a pear-shaped diamond or an oval pink sapphire. We have all shapes, colors, and sizes. If you're going for a big look with lots of sparkle, I can show you our halo ring settings. Or if you want a ring that's ready to go, we can look at our perfectly preset styles. Visit your friends. We're in this together. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business. Shane Company and ShaneCo.com. Hey, it's Mike Evans. Are interest rates keeping you from buying your next vehicle? Siltahar Motors has an incredible offer that you will not want to miss. Right now, get a certified pre-owned vehicle from Siltahar Motors at a 0.9% rate for 36 months, giving you back your buying power. Choose from a selection of Ford, Lincoln, Mazda, and Volvo, all conveniently located at Highway 36 in Wadsworth. Check out their entire inventory of new and used cars, trucks, and SUVs at sghmotors.com. Siltahar Motors. Get everything you want out of a dealership. Martin Marietta, the leader in the asphalt and paving aggregate and mining industry, is hiring. They offer more than just a job. They offer a career. Check out their website at martinmarietta.com slash careers or call 720-281-1274. They're hiring for heavy equipment operators, laborers, plant maintenance, CDLA drivers, diesel mechanics, and more. Martin Marietta offers full benefits that start day one. Start your new career today with Martin Marietta, voted one of the best places to work. Apply today at martinmarietta.com slash careers or call 720-281-1274. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. It's a Marillat Monday. James Marillat of DenverSports.com joins us courtesy of Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room. Game day is at Old Chicago. And uh, James, I gotta I gotta wonder, did you sleep last night <laughs> in your tinfoil cap as you were ranting and raving yesterday about how the fix was in for the I... Chiefs? Over the Bengals. I uh, I definitely had my tinfoil hat on. Uh, I don't think I'm the only one, though, Mike. I think a lot of people were looking at that game and wondering what is going on. Uh, I did find it the, the most amusing part was, you know, you see a lot of these national guys, and they're commenting about the officials during the game, and they're talking about how, how is this guy uh, working the AFC championship game. And then as soon as it's over, they just turn the page and start with the storylines. It's, uh, it's like, you know, I think we need to keep asking the questions and scratching our head because that it certainly felt like it was a one-sided affair when it came to uh, to the flags, especially late in that Chiefs game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't buy it. I think they were legitimate calls. I think the Patrick Mahomes thing was a legitimate call at the end of the game. And the bottom line is, you got two drives, you got two opportunities to close out that game to go up by, you know, by uh, however much you need to go up by, and you can't get it done. And, and 
you know, my my biggest my biggest issue with the can or with the Cincinnati Bengals is um, lack of maturity as a football team. You know, you're talking all that mess. You're talking all that garbage. Uh, you know, you're talking about it being Burrowville or Burrowhead or, you know, all those things. I, I, like, those are things you can't do as a mature football team. You can't give the other team an opportunity or at least motivation. And, and that's a big, that to me is a bigger issue. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. You can't give them bulletin board material. That's a silly thing to do. The last thing that the Chiefs need is, is more motivation. Um, and look, was it a legitimate call? Probably, but to me, it, with eight seconds to go in the AFC Championship game, it has to be egregious for me to throw a flag. Because you're not only determining the game, you're determining the season for one of the two teams, actually for both of them. It's just too big of a call for it to be something that is even borderline, um, especially when you know there's a guy getting tackled that's trying to rush the pass on the play. They missed that. There was the third and nine where, where they got a do-over. It just was over and over and over again. Um, if, if, if it was just one call, I certainly wouldn't have had my tinfoil hat on, fellas. But I, I just thought the, the the total amount of it and the way they all went one direction was was fishy. But, but Stink, you're right. I mean, the Bengals still had the ball left. Now, they didn't have – or uh, late in the game, they didn't have great field position. But they had their, their chance to go get it done and failed to do it. Uh, it just did feel like they were playing against more than 11 to me. That, and and I, I know nobody wants to, to hear it and hear about a, a officiating being bad, and that's not – why they lost, but it certainly didn't help. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Visitor James Merrill, I want to bounce, get some other topics. Uh, I want to get by you here. I asked this question earlier. Give you a, ch- a chance to weigh in. The Broncos' coaching search has become blank, embarrassing. Now th- that may turn uh, do a one eighty if we get an announcement today or tomorrow, and it's a uh, you know it's some it's Jim Harbaugh or Sean Payton or Mike Shanahan or a name that. Uh, kind of wows everybody, and it'll, it'll come uh, it'll come across as though they were really working behind the scenes and making things happen. But the, at this point, it feels like they can't get anybody to take the job. Uh, so it feels embarrassing at, at this stage. Um, it, it's been a long process to get to here. Jim Harbaugh decided to go back to Michigan two weeks ago today, at least the first time. They interviewed Dan Quinn a week ago Friday, so it's been 10 days. We really haven't seen much movement of of any sort here so uh yeah it's it's embarrassing and if they go if, if they hire somebody that they could have hired in the last week it feels like they had to talk him into it right if it's sean payton they could have done that anytime or jim harbaugh uh D'Amico ryan's is the only one that they couldn't have got to until uh today so it just feels like something is off it feels like they're having to beg somebody to, to take the job so yeah at this point it's embarrassing how many times does jim harbaugh have to turn down the job before you believe he doesn't want it uh, well, so far it's at least two. I'll bet you he gets another chance. Now, there could be something, uh, a, a deal done, and we just don't know about it yet. And, you know, it's it's, it's recruiting week, which would be kind of a, a shady thing to do, to know you were going to leave to go to the Broncos and you go ahead and get kids to come to Michigan. But maybe he doesn't want to leave the Wolverines in alert and he wants to finish that process and then, and then he's ready to go. I don't know. But, um, you know, the fact that they – they said it was, oh, yeah, that was just to get his in-person interview in. I, I find that to be spin, and I, I find this whole timeline that they're trying to sell us um, is, is not adding up either. So I think they did what uh, you know what Zach By and, and others at the station talked about last week of, hey, he doesn't have his new deal at Michigan, so take another swing at him. When things didn't go well with Peyton, when it looked like D'Amico Ryans was going to go to Houston, it was, all right, we can save face by – flying out to Michigan, giving uh, Jim Harbaugh the checkbook and saying, write in whatever number you want, and it still wasn't enough for him to take the job, 
Um, I have a feeling he'll probably get one more chance at it, though, Stink. I think it's going to be three times before uh, they finally turn the page. Visitor James Merillat, did uh, Nikola Jokic lose the MVP to Joel Embiid on Saturday? I think, unfortunately, he probably did. It was just such a lopsided battle. And, you know, Joker didn't play terrible, but he certainly wasn't good in the fourth quarter. Not all his fault. They didn't get him the ball very much, but Embiid was just so good. I mean, when you put up 47, your team comes back from 15 down. Uh, It's on national TV. Everybody gets to see it. Like, that's the game. That's the head-to-head matchup. And it was very, very one-sided. So, I think Jokic probably did uh, lose it with that game. Now, it's January, and a lot can change in the next two and a half months, and he can put up monster numbers and average a uh, triple-double, and maybe some people forget about that and start looking at the you know, advanced analytics and all those kind of things. But it just felt like, hey, we're watching them both on the same court. We're watching them head-to-head, and one guy was far, far superior to the other, at least in that game. So he probably did. I'll tell you what, though, Michael Malone officially is, is on the hot seat in my book. I mean, that was another game in which it was just poor coaching, poor decisions, poor rotations, and they squandered another big lead. I don't know how many times that has to happen, Mike, for people to get on board with this, the fact that, that Michael Malone is in over his head. But uh, I, I think at this point, if he doesn't go deep into the playoffs, they need to look at him being the problem. Well, yeah, that that's not a newsflash. Uh, he's, he's in exactly the spot that Jared Bednar was in at this point last year. He and, should be. And, yeah, and I, I think... I think Jared Bednar acknowledged that last year, and I, I bet you Michael Malone would acknowledge that in a, a private moment. Finally, quite the banner weekend for Rockies owner Dick Monfort, who, speaking at an event in Greeley over the weekend, said, quote, I think we can play 500 ball. And then he came out and criticized the Padres trying to win <laughs> by spending a lot of money. Quote, what the Padres are doing, I don't 100% agree with, though though, though I know that our fans probably agree with it. Yes, Dick, they would. They'd yeah, love to see I mean, you do that. It's a, it was a foot-in-mouth foot weekend for uh, for Dick Monfort. Look, he, he's probably being honest when he says we, he thinks they can play 500 baseball. That would actually be a pretty good season for this Rockies team. Uh, nobody wants to hear that, though. Nobody wants to hear that with, you know, pitchers and catchers reporting, what, in a couple of weeks here or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, hope springs eternal unless you're a Rockies fan because they, uh, the ceiling is uh, is not very high. The owner doesn't even believe it is. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just feels like a guy who – and I can understand why he's upset with the Padres. And, you know, I think some of the criticism of Dick Montfort being cheap is a little bit unfair. They've had, a you know, a payroll that's in the top half of the league – uh, a bunch of years of late uh, back when they were competitive, but um, they just spend money on the wrong guys. So I, I think him uh, bemoaning the fact that somebody in the division is, is doing something he probably just can't even do. I get it, but that may be time to uh, move on and uh, sell the team to somebody who does have those kind of pockets. All right, James, we appreciate you, buddy. Have a great week. All right. Thanks fellas. There he goes. James Merillat covered a lot of ground right there on a Merillat Monday of denversports.com. Join us courtesy of Old Chicago Pizza and Tap Room. Game day is at Old Chicago. This is the second time this hour that that name has been brought up as a possible mystery candidate. Who is it? Is it a real shot? Four Down Territory coming up next. It's looking like D'Amico Ryans may be the Broncos' top pick. But could the former Texan star with family ties to Houston shoot? with people all the time about little tips and tricks for filling their Medicare prescriptions, like taking advantage of Walgreens 90-day refills to save them a trip, or using refill by scan, which is super easy and right on your phone. 
And for anybody worried about prescription costs, I say, hey, we got you with low-cost co-pays on many medications. Let's talk about making things easier. Walgreens is here. Fill your way and save at walgreens.com slash Medicare. See pharmacists for restrictions and exclusions. How long does it take to tackle a home project? With Angie, you could cross it off your list before this ad is over. Just tell us what you need. Indoor, outdoor, repair, or redesign. And we handle the rest. Sending a top pro to get it done. You don't have to lift a finger, except to tap the screen or click the mouse. Plus, Angie is free to use. So bring us your next home project, and we'll bring it home. Download the app or go to Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com to get started. There are a lot of Colorado news choices, but I discovered one I believe stands above the rest. The Denver Gazette. The Denver Gazette covers it all, from politics to ski conditions, local crime to sports like the Avs and the Broncos. Most importantly, the Denver Gazette delivers the news I care about without an agenda. It's important I get news from a source whose only agenda is the truth. If you agree, join me and read the Denver Gazette. Every small business owner knows business happens everywhere. The office... The warehouse, or on the road. And no matter where it takes you, there's one solution to help your business thrive. Comcast Business Complete Connectivity. It's the largest, fastest, reliable network with advanced gig speed Wi-Fi and cyber threat protection in one solution. Get started for just $49.99 a month. Plus, add Comcast Business Mobile and you can save up to 60% a year on your wireless bill. And ask how to get up to a $750 prepaid card. And when you get there, be ready to do business. The complete connectivity solution from the company that powers more small businesses than any other provider. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. And 221-2023. Restrictions apply. Requires EcoBill and AutoPay. New 50 megabits per second internet and Comcast Business Security Edge customers only. Equipment taxes and fees extra. After 12 months, regular rates apply. Gig internet required for gig Wi-Fi. Mobile savings compares pricing of top three carriers. Every guy knows that feeling, the realization on Valentine's Day that you've got nothing for your true love. Not this year, guys, because at Williams Jewelers, we're your one-stop shop. I'm Steve Williams. And I'm Bruce Williams. You see, we're one of Colorado's largest fine jewelers with a designer brands she knows and loves, like Lagos and Hearts on Fire. Thousands of quality, iconic, and yes, affordable pieces you won't find in any other store, starting at under $300. And with every Valentine's purchase, your Valentine's card, delicious candy, and fresh cut rose are all on us. Guys, it's one-stop shopping. This is how Valentine's shopping was always meant to be. Williams Jewelers in Cherry Creek North. And Williams Jewelers in Inglewood at Bellevue and Broadway. We're Denver's first family of fine jewelers. And your one-stop Valentine's store. At Williams Jewelers, we can make diamonds a part of your Diamond Engagement and Wedding Ring Store. Soda weight loss. Guys, I know everybody starts that new year, that resolution, right? I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. Well, let my friends at Soda Weight Loss help you. They make it simple. They make it easy, guys. I am down 30 pounds. I'm in the maintenance phase of the program right now, and I have kept it off. And it's all thanks to my friends at Soda Weight Loss. First and foremost, guys, they provide you with the tools, the science behind losing weight. Guys, you'd expect to lose 
lose three to five pounds a week. Females can expect to lose two to three pounds a 